deep breath in. Let it go. Welcome to Breathe. I'm super excited to have our sit down with a wonderful woman named Kathy. This episode, we speak about establishing a meditation practice and what that looks like. And we also acknowledge the fact that it is a practice. And in this case, practice does not make perfect, but practice helps you grow. Practice brings you peace and control. So, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Kathy. Thank you so much for being our first guest on the podcast after our rebranding. I am truly excited to welcome you to Breathe. Thanks, Tamisha. It is so fabulous to be here, and I feel kind of tickled and honored that I get to be (laughs) the first guest. (laughs) Yes, I'm super excited. Tell the listeners who you are, what you do, and where you're located. Absolutely. My name is Kathy Weiss, and I am an intuitive energy guide, clairvoyant, and source energy channel. I'm also an experienced, highly qualified yoga instructor, and I live on the central coast of California, which is exactly halfway between San Francisco and Los Angeles. That is so amazing. We always like to know where our guests are located. As a community, we have people everywhere, and that is so beautiful. And I mean, Cali is beautiful. So (laughs) So moving right into it, I would love to know what meditation looks like to you. That is a fabulous question. What it looks like, really, like if you... I've got super stoked when you said that it looks like a per it looks like a person sitting um, on the floor or in a chair or on the couch or laying on the floor with their eyes closed breathing. Like that's what it looks like on the outside. And that's why I thought that was such a fun question. The, ex- yeah. the, because the experience of meditation is entirely an internal experience. So by looking at someone, you wouldn't be able to say like, oh, that person is meditating. And that's what happens during meditation. It's not something that you can see from the outside. I am so glad that you said that um, because it is so true. You cannot see, you cannot tell. Um, I had an experience a few months ago where I had to go to the hospital and as this like first time pregnant mama, I'm experiencing these contractions and Mm -hmm. I was at risk for like preterm labor because I had fell. It was a weird thing. Mm -hmm. But um, the people around me thought I was tired Mm -hmm. because I was meditating. Right. It just, it, it looks like you. It is all about however you want to do it. And when people ask me about like, where they should go in the beginning or like how they should start. I really 
put emphasis on the fact that it is all about you. Like, if you want to leave your eyes open, then leave your eyes open. I can't, I, I can't tell you <laughs> how your experience is going to be. But it seemed to the people around me that I was tired and I was sleepy and I was dozing off. But I was really just in this meditative space mm-hmm. and keeping myself calm so I can move through what I needed to move through. So I love that you really made that clear. I love so- I love your story about it, too. That's so <laughs> poignant. Thank you. Thank you so much. It is just so true how did you establish your own practice what made you start meditating so I was a I've been a yoga practitioner for a 23 years now or something like wow. that yeah long time and I would say that my first sort of like dipping the toes into the water of meditation was during yoga classes where there might be a tiny bit of guided meditation here or there but it was not something that I said like I am going to go meditate and deliberately did in 2007 I was opening up my own yoga studio. So by that point in my life, I had done a 200-hour yoga teacher training course. And part of a yoga practice, and I think what people don't understand about yoga is that it's what I like to call a pie. And the pie has eight pieces. And the piece that most of us are familiar with is the poses or the movement and the stretching and that type of stuff. But another one of those eight pieces is meditation. And and as someone who was opening a yoga studio and being the primary instructor, I thought it would be somewhat, mm, I'm trying to find the right word. Just if I expected my students to have a full and complete yoga practice, I needed to have a full and complete yoga practice. I didn't think it would be fair to have higher expectations for them than, than I had for myself. So I knew that I needed to establish my own yoga or excuse me, my own meditation practice if I was going to expect my students to have any desire or inkling to want to develop a meditation practice. So in 2007, I made the choice to every day sit down and try to meditate. I didn't know if I was going to or not, but I knew I was going to try for 10 minutes And I made it the same sort of concept I had around yoga, which is that it's practice. Love that. And um, as someone who is a yogi Mm -hmm. and is going to do their 200 hour, it is the instructors like you mm-hmm. that give that deep insight that really make a change. Um, I practiced meditation for a long time before I got into yoga. Mm. And I don't feel as though I knew how to find my breath until yoga. Right. I feel like, you know, learning to control my breath, learning to feel the sensation of my breath, learning to appreciate my breath, it was like there. But learning to find my breath is what yoga taught me. So I understand how important 
the meditation piece is mm-hmm. to being an instructor and like really being able to guide someone you have to know how to find your breath too yeah so I appreciate the fact that even then you know you were noticing that and that was something real because it is mm-hmm. for sure and so I've had a dedicated meditation practice since then so I guess that's what about 12 years now I've been meditating wow yeah that is amazing that is amazing you have me beat by like so many years (laughs) I can't wait till I get there (laughs) so let's talk about establishing a meditation practice you just spoke about what it looked like for you, Mm -hmm. but where would you tell someone who is brand new to meditation, they don't have this like knowledge of anything yet. They just know that meditation has benefits and they want to begin. I think there's a couple of really key aspects to that question. And the first is that your, your mind is a little bit, you know, like Pavlovian. It likes knowing what to expect. So the very first part is to choose a time of day that you can commit to doing your meditation practice every day, or let's say maybe five days a week or four days a week, whatever is going to be comfortable for you to start. But the more you get into a routine, the more your mind starts to go, oh, it's meditation time now. I know what to do and I know what to expect. The second thing is to choose a position for your meditation that's going to be comfortable for your body. So some people sit on the floor. I find that sitting on the floor for meditation for me starts to get uncomfortable. So I actually have kind of like a super groovy like lumbar support office chair situation going on. (laughs) So I I actually sit in my office chair because I know that my back isn't going to start screaming at me and getting uncomfortable. And, and you want to be in a place where you're comfortable because if your mind is just sitting there thinking, oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable, it's, you're not going to be able to get into a real state of meditation. So that might even mean that you meditate lying down. The only tricky part about that is that sometimes when we lie down and we drop into meditation, we fall asleep and sleep and meditation are two different things. So I'm, I'm not a huge advocate of lying down to meditate unless you really have a physical need for that. Like when you're in the hospital, like that's a great time to meditate while lying down, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and then the next part is to train your body to not move away from your meditation spot during the amount of time that you set. So before we can even get into meditation in the mind, our physical body has to be used to being still. And for a lot of us, this is really hard. And I don't mean like if you're sitting there and like your leg falls asleep, you can't uncross your legs and shift. You can totally do that. But it's more about setting your timer for, let's say you're going to start with five minutes or 10 minutes, setting your timer and not getting up to rotate the laundry and not picking up your phone to see if that email came through and not mm, going to like turn the lights on or off, but just sitting or lying or whatever in that spot and getting used to that. 
and not even worrying about what's happening in the mind yet. That part will come. And so it's like, okay, well, what do I do while I'm training my body to be still? That's where you can do what people call meditation, but are really concentration practices. Because part of that eight piece pie that I mentioned, one of the pieces of the pie that comes before meditation is concentration. So the reason why people get frustrated and think that they can't meditate is actually because they haven't learned how to concentrate yet. So what we often call meditation techniques are really concentration techniques, such as concentrating on the movement of your breath or counting the pace of your breath or repeating a mantra in your mind or listening to a guided meditation where they're having you visualize different things. Those are all concentration techniques. So those are the things that you would do to start, right? So you need to have your regular time and your regular location. You need how you're going to be sitting or maybe lying comfortably. And you need to practice staying put. That's how you start towards meditation. Definitely agreed. And I think that is why yoga opened up a different way of meditation for me Mm -hmm. because concentrating on finding your breath Mm -hmm. wasn't something that I had to do before. Right. So that concentration piece, people have to understand, like, you really can't skip it. Right. Because then you're going to get upset because you're not going to see the benefits of meditation and everything because you're not even going to know how to concentrate to come to a different space, a different headspace. You're not going to be able to. Exactly. I, I love that. And thank you for naming some techniques mm-hmm. because honestly, for anyone who is just trying to establish a practice or doesn't know where to start, I would say start with the concentration techniques. Mm -hmm. Just focus on your breath. Exactly. And if that's hard, count your breath. That was how I started. I would just sit down and as I would inhale, I would count it and it'd be like inhale, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four. And that was what I did to learn how to concentrate. For sure. I I was someone who needed to say, like, I am breathing in. I am breathing out. Mm-hmm. And then after I mastered that, it was like, okay, I am breathing in. Here's the pause. I am breathing out. Because the pause is a part of your breath. Yes. And learning to appreciate that as well was something different for me. So it was starting there and then moving on to that and if you don't concentrate you are definitely going to drop that attention span it's not gonna work build up exactly and it's normal for the attention to wander when we're even when we're seasoned meditation practitioners 
the mind that's just like that is the human mind its job is to think and to go off in different directions and so to not decide that oh my gosh we're terrible at meditation we can't do this because the mind is wandering it's more like oh look how cute i am that my mind wandered off right now okay i caught that and i'm going to come back to whatever technique i'm using to refocus and to not make it a big dramatic deal but just like Oh, I'm just being a normal human being right now. Isn't that charming? You know, <laughs> and just like, and just like not being overreactive to it because everyone who has a meditation practice has a mind that wanders off. That is just a part of it. Exactly. And I really want listeners to know that that is just it like it's a part of your practice forever because as you said we're human it's supposed to wander but I feel like a lot of people have this set image of meditation in their head Mm -hmm. they just feel like okay most people that meditate are like crisscross applesauce on the floor and they're making a sound and the sound is the focus and that's it right Or like, you know, with them being in that sound, their mind doesn't wander. They're not like, no, no, none of that is real. None of it is true. Right. Um, And I love that you gave so many different positions to be in because it's it's real. Mm -hmm. You can really be in whatever position is comfortable for you. It is about that. It is not about you trying to fit into some weird, (laughs) like, expectation box. Right. Because there is not one. So do not start off with expectations. Don't start off being hard on yourself. Be gentle. Meet yourself with compassion. Meet yourself with acceptance. Exactly. And learn to accept that those thoughts are going to come, they're going to go, but it's about you controlling everything and saying, here I am, I'm back. Exactly. And Definitely. And the more we can start to learn that we're in control, the thoughts are going to happen, but we don't have to react and respond to them, that's where we start to see some of those benefits that people talk about, like reduced stress and a sense of well-being and a sense of feeling calmer is because those of us that meditate regularly, then we go out into our day-to-day life and our mind starts to get all like, you know, wackadoodle or whatever. We kind of bring <laughs> that in and we go like, oh, wait, this is just, you know, this is just my mind being reactive. And I'm just going to like, okay, reel it back in and come back to what's true and what's present and deal with what's ru- what's true and what's present as opposed to running off with these thoughts that are totally random and probably um, all false and made up anyway. Exactly. It is just like being able to observe them, accept them, Mm -hmm. and then be like, okay, but that's not what I need. Exactly. You know, and being able to give yourself what you need. Yes. (laughs) And place that focus where it's, actually beneficial Mm -hmm. versus letting your mind control you right there are um, so many benefits in 
just like you were saying, reducing stress and all that kind of stuff. And people don't realize an anxious mind is just a mind that's like moving into the future. Mm-hmm. A mind that's like, okay, but what if, but what if, but what about, but this is going to happen, but maybe this could. And when you learn how to be present, like actually present, it's such a different world. Mm-hmm. Everything is shifted. Everything has changed. Exactly. And then that's when we get to then move into what true meditation is. Are you ready for that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so if we've learned how to concentrate and we've learned to accept that the thoughts are going to come and go and we release them and come back to our concentration what happens is that the concentration technique, such as like you were saying, I am breathing in, I am breathing out. That, that concentration technique does one of two things. I, it either slows down or it starts to get quieter, like you're turning the volume down on some music. And eventually there becomes a pause where there are no thoughts And in that space, in the pause where there are no thoughts and you are simply present, that is meditation. I love it. I love that so much. It's so true. And you're just, you're just a being in a room breathing. Right. So you finally learned how to just be. Yes, a hundred percent. And, and that takes, that takes a lot of practice and a lot of time. Um, And it can be fleeting, but those fleeting moments are the things that those of us who swear by meditation, those, those fleeting moments are like our lifeblood. They're like, that's what nourishes us through the rest of our life and the rest of our days. Right. Just even thinking about when I was first able to reach that space is making me like calm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's true. Because even reflecting on it, and it's such a beautiful process because you get to look back and say, oh my goodness, I remember when I had like no control over anything. Mm-hmm. And my mind was like wacky, crazy, and I just let it control me. Mm -hmm. It is such a cool space because once you master all of those things and then you really get to experience a quiet mind, you will know how to like separate yourself from anything. Yes. And it feels so soothing. Mm-hmm. physically mentally spiritually it's like i am here right and i'm and safe and i'm right and i'm good yes and i'm alive like, and i'm vibrant yes yes like yes i know <laughs> like i'm here and that's where i'm supposed to be exactly and i also find or this happens for me often is that that is where my create my true creativity 
comes from. It doesn't come from when I sit down and think, okay, and now I'm going to create this thing or I'm going to write this article or whatever. But when I've gone into meditation and I've stopped my thinking mind, which thinks it's in control, but it's totally not. And I, <laughs> and I get into meditation and what people might call the flow or um, being a divine channel, that's where all the good stuff comes from. It's, it's more like it flows through instead of something I forced into being and everything. Right. And when we can be in that state, life just feels so much more satisfying and rewarding and simpler in some ways. I was just on a phone call with someone that I'm collaborating with a little bit. And she's like, this is so easy what we're creating together. I'm like, that's because we're doing it in the flow. Like that's right. That's why. Yeah. That life is supposed easy like that. Right. And a lot of times people are programmed to believe that it's not right. That you should be busy all the time or your mind should be ripping and running. And if you're not, then you're not being productive, but you'll be able to be way more productive if you can just take a moment, quiet your mind, and then come back. Exactly. Because that's also a part of taking care, taking care of yourself. Yes. Yeah. And I know people love to say like, oh, I don't have time to meditate. And I feel mm -hmm. more I like you that. don't, you don't have time not to meditate. Right. Like, yeah, like you said, especially the productivity piece. I feel like the busier and crazier life gets sometimes, the more time I need to spend meditating. Yes. And, and there is just this magic that happens where all of a sudden, not only do you get all of the stuff done, you get it done faster, again, with more ease and generally with time to spare than right. had you not taken the time to meditate because then it, like you said you're kind of going in with like this crazy swirling out of control mind that isn't focused on the tasks that need to be attended to so another benefit of meditation is now you've got a mind that knows how to focus so when you've got a lot of stuff going on it's so much easier to just laser in on okay this is the thing I'm going to handle right now and now that it's handled I'm going to handle this thing next rather than feeling pulled and yanked all over the place. Right. And a lot of people feel like, no, well, I can just multitask and then this, that, and the third. But a lot of times it will take you longer mm -hmm. than it would if you just took a second to relax, breathe, and focus. 100%. Definitely. This conversation has been amazing. This is like top tier combo. <laughs> this is like <laughs> perfect. As we end the episode, what are some final tips for people, final advice? What have you learned being an instructor for so long that you would love to share anything? You can't get it wrong. Mm. like all of it all of it not just meditation but even life you can't get it wrong 
because mm-hmm. every time you have an experience that doesn't sit right with you or you don't feel good about or you feel like it was awkward and you dorked it up or something, it was just an opportunity for you to learn and grow and expand. And we're all here living this messy, awkward, beautiful, magical life to grow and expand our soul. And as long as you're willing to look at your experiences and let them help you grow and expand and do better and better and better, then nothing you've ever done was wrong. Oh, my goodness. I feel like so many people need to hear that. That is something that isn't really said a lot. I um, Yeah, there are like so many standards and you're worried about all these societal aspects of things and people feel pressure that is completely fake. Right. And it is all in your mind. But once you know that you just can't get it wrong. It's not you, awesome. We should make a slogan. We should make a t-shirt. Right. <laughs> what like, to do. Definitely. This should be a t-shirt. Um, because you can't. It just, it's life. It just flows that way. I always say flow, not force. Exactly. Because I want to flow. I don't want to force anything. If I have to force it, it's not meant for me. It, uh, yeah, I'm totally in agreement with that. And if it's not meant for me, then I don't need it. Even if I thought I needed it, I could be shown by the universe and everything else 50 million times that I didn't need it. <laughs> right. And if I'm trying to force it, it just it doesn't fit. So just flow. Just accept yourself. Love yourself. Be where you are. Mm-hmm. And know that wherever you are and whatever that looks like is where you're supposed to be. Exactly. It's not wrong. At all. At all. I feel like that's a mic drop moment right there. <laughs> it is. It is. I feel like we've had a few during this combo. Yes. Definitely, if we could drop our mics, um, (laughs) I would have loved it. Thank you so much, Kathy. You are amazing. Well, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me on today. Not a problem. I hope that you come back to breathe. Because uh, you can share a lot about breathing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole nother subject called pranayama. So maybe we do need to hook that up. Yes, we totally can. I'm for it. All for it. Thank you so much, Kathy, for being our first guest in our rebranding. I am so excited that you came on to breathe and I really hope that this helps a lot of people and people understand what it looks like to establish a meditation practice and know that it's called a practice for a reason. I agree. (laughs) See you next time on breathe.